Three Brothers One Mike is a weekly podcast put together to help motivate and inspire our listeners both mentally and physically in the hopes of helping you be the best you. Hey everyone, welcome back to Two Brothers One Mike. I'm Joe and as always my brother coach Tony is here. Tony. Hello once again T-Bomb land and you know like a broken record. Boy, do we have a good one today for all of you meat-eating fanatics. Joe, we may have we may we may we may have an avenue for them today. Maybe. And and speaking of of meat eating, you, you know, you know I'm going to tie it into my favorite era, right? I'm going to tie it somehow into the 80s. Uh, and, and so let's do that real quick since we're going to get on this meat-eating frenzy here today. Uh, a commercial uh, that asked us the question that many of our carnivore-eating dieters out there may ask every single time they sit down to consume their next meal, Joe. And I'll tell you, I've been going through this in my head for the last two days. I've practiced as we all did. Listen, when I do this, you're all, you, none of you, none of you are going to be able to sit there and say, I've never done that in my life. If you are between the ages of 45 and 59, which is the most listeners we have out there, when you look at the analytical data, you've done this a million times. Forgive me, Lord, for making these people listen to this impression. We remember her well. Where's the beef? Now, listen. <laughs> Listen to me. I would much rather hear it out of the mouth of the late actress who portrayed the role of that Wendy's customer, Miss Clara Peller. We all remember her, all four feet, 10 inches of her. She passed away in, in 1987. So, I mean, we're talking a, a while ago now. At the age of, I think it was 86, if I'm not mistaken, I believe it was 86. So, what we will see and need to realize, especially with the upcoming interview, with Mrs. Amber Landsman Butcher, remember that name, an exercise science specialist and carnivore diet enthusiast. Wendy's is not exactly the quality of meat that we are speaking of here, right? For that matter, most fast food restaurants, for the most part, and I mean for the most part, are not exactly on the menu for most carnivore diet enthusiasts. Yeah, no. And and I, I think that it kind of goes without saying. I mean, we've talked about that before. Uh, you know, all calories are not equal, uh, you know, and, and that just goes hand in hand with that. But about Miss Clara Peller. Yeah. Uh, first, not many people name Clara anymore. Um, no, I think, no. I think that kind of went with her age, right? You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it, yeah, Ethel, Clara. Yeah, Ethel, Clara. Yeah, yeah we sure. don't see it anymore. So she, yeah, a lot of people don't realize this. She was in a lot. She was in plenty of commercials. She was actually did a couple cameos and a couple movies and mm-hmm. TV shows. Uh, but what actually did, I found this one to be interesting. Um, Prego, the sauce. Yep. used her in a commercial and it was their beef, you know, their sauce had meat in it. And so uh, uh, her line was, I found it. I finally found it. I don't and, remember that. Yeah. And so what happened was Wendy's cut her contract because they didn't like the fact that she was, she was putting it out there that, that she found the beef other than in a Wendy's restaurant. Uh, (laughs) That now listen, I do remember the contract dispute with Wendy's, Yeah, but I did not know why. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And obviously when we're in, we're at that age, I wasn't uh, intrigued to find out. I just remember that she did have a contract dispute and that's why she was gone. 
um, and and you know, thus went away. The lady who everybody announced every five minutes, every time that commercial came on, I'm sorry, every single person knows they yep. did it. They did it. We sounded probably just as bad as I did. Uh, some of you may have been fantastic at it. I know I am not, but you know, this is where I would love to be able to throw in the actual people that did that. But there's legality issues there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some so, copyright issues. So yeah. <laughs> All right. So, anyways, let's let's carry on with the the carnivore diet. <clears throat> oh, we're not going to talk about Wendy's and uh, Clara Pella? I think. Uh, uh, yeah, I think that. I think we covered it all. Yeah, we've covered no. that one. Okay, and you know, so folks, listen. We've talked about we've talked about intermittent fasting. We've talked about the ketogenic diet. We've talked about combining both of them. We've talked about calories versus insulin. We've talked about the glycemic index. We talked about glycemic load. And now we're going to add, like we said in season one, in the very beginning, we said we're going to continue this journey. And when we when it comes to nutritional shows, we're not sticking to just one idea. We're going to throw a bunch of them at you. Here's another one, okay? So there are a ton of questions. And as, as we do when it comes to not only our nutrition shows, but any other show we do when they're using, you know new concepts, we begin to ask those questions and try to answer them based on what we have researched or based on what we know because we either study it or we practice it, meaning my brother and myself. And of course, when available, we love to interview those who have an extreme uh, should I say extensive? Extreme wouldn't be the word here. Extensive background in it. Let's get to question number one, shall we? Simply put, what is the carnivore diet? If you Google the definition, you may come up with this exact description of what this particular eating lifestyle is. The carnivore diet is a restrictive diet that only includes meat, fish, and other animal foods like eggs and certain dairy products. It excludes all other foods, including fruits, vegetables, grains, nuts, and seeds, beans, simple enough, but sustainable. That, that's the good question. You know, it's kind of interesting that you mixed up the word extensive with extreme because <laughs> I'm sitting here and going, well, that's ironic, uh, you know, simply because, you know, as, that's like my number one litmus test is, is something sustainable, right? Ah, and, and I see I, where I'm, you're going. We'll, yeah. we'll, we'll dive a little deeper in that uh, in a few. But, um, you know, I look at anytime I'm looking at any sort of lifestyle, because remember, we've, I've said this before and I'll, I'll say this over and over again, diet does not mean what the food that you cannot eat. Okay, when we talk mm. about dinosaurs were carnivorous, we didn't say they didn't eat plants. No, we said they ate meat. Right. Diet is what you do. It's your lifestyle. Okay. Yeah. So anytime we're talking about that, and it's something that's very restrictive, um, and it's 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 geared in one direction. In any little man, if you do something just a little off center from what that diet dictates, it throws you out of whack. Uh. Hint, hint, keto. Um, yeah. You know, but yeah. but this this isn't a far cry from it either. So sustainable, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm questioning that as well. Well, I think one thing we're going to definitely point out uh, as we go on here is what you're basically saying is another word that begins with e, elimination. Uh, yeah. So anytime you have an eating lifestyle where there's an elimination process, which means there's certain foods you can never eat, 
Mm-hmm. Uh, it kind of, this is where, you know, it, it, it it's, it's the forbidden it's, fruit. It becomes yeah. the forbidden fruit yeah. and that doesn't make it easy, you know, no. uh, and, and sustainable is one thing, but then you also have to wonder what the motivation is behind it. Is it because you have a health condition? Is it because you have to do this? You know, mm-hmm. it, it will definitely be sustainable for you under those circumstances, but if you're just doing it and there's no real drive behind it, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I, again, I question, you know, how sustainable I, I believe, uh, Miss Butcher's. Uh, one of the things she's going to be addressing is how this actually has helped her uh, with some of the issues that she's had over the years. She is, and so, she definitely you know, is. Be, yeah, you know, so for her, absolutely, I'm sure it's 100 percent sustainable. Uh, if by not doing it means that it's going to cause some sort of ailment for you, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, and and, and I'm going to give my two cents here, as Joe is Joe is doing as well. I truly think that. I personally can sustain this particular lifestyle for a time. Th- that whole periodization thing we talk about, periodically mm-hmm. speaking, six mm-hmm. weeks on, sure. six weeks off, so to speak, uh, combining it with intermittent fasting, or you mm-hmm. know, possibly. I, say, I can't even say with the ketogenic diet because I'm not a, I'm not truly a person who can sustain the ketogenic diet. So mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't even say that. But I, I love all the foods that are involved with it, and I mean all of them. When looking at, at the benefits. We will in a moment, as well as when we hear from Mrs. Landsman Butcher's thoughts in the in the very near future, very near future, actually. I truly believe I could do this for, like I said, um, six to eight week cycle, but 12 months a year, 365 days. Boy, folks, I got to tell you, I'm going to let Amber and again, Amber being and because I know her personally, I'm calling her by her first name. But Amber is. Mrs. Landsman Butcher, uh, I'm going to let her try to persuade me. Uh, she truly has the knowledge. I could tell you that uh, I tr- I trust her, but will I accept her answers 100%? I'm sure she is eager to do you know to to get the information out there. Uh, I don't know. Uh, I really cannot wait for that show. I'll, I'll be honest with you. That interview is an awesome lady who always has a ton of sound nutritional advice. Joe, uh, no veggies. No fruit, no beans, not a whole bunch of dairy, which honestly isn't a bad thing. But I mean, so so no milk. And, and honestly, folks, milk is extremely inf- inflammatory. It's not very good for us at all. Uh, but, you know, Greek yogurt, I, we are not allowed to touch that. And, and so I don't know. I don't know about that. No grains. Well, uh, that's, again, not that bad. And there's a lot of reasons for that. Can you do it in spurts, if at all? Is what I'm asking you, Joe. Can you do it in spurts? And you kind of already touched on this, but I'm cringing here while I wait for another uh, response. So in short, I don't want to. <laughs> okay. So it, it, it isn't It isn't about whether or not I could be persuaded. Persuaded that it is good for a certain specific person, right? Yeah. Let's go back to ketogenic diet. This was originally developed for people with epilepsy. So now if you're an epileptic person, and I'm not saying if you have epilepsy, you need to do keto. I'm not, not going there. What I'm trying to say is, is that's why it was developed. If you are an epileptic person and that diet and that diet happens to work for you, then there's your motivation and there's the sustainability to maintain the ketogenic diet. We already know how I feel about that. Um, You know, the other thing is, is I love all those foods too, but I like them with a potato. I like them with a sweet potato, you know, Mm -hmm. and I get it. And, and, you know, I I try to watch the grains and I try to watch, uh, uh, you know, some of the uh, of the other things that we have listed here. Um, But I like those with my meat. So, you know, here's the thing. 
I want to enjoy this. Well, hold on a second. There's something else we didn't talk about. You What's can't that? have any wine. You don't know why. Uh, no, no, no. Yeah. I actually was going to mention that in a little bit yeah. when it comes to uh, benefits and, and kind of some of the negatives as well. But sure, no sure. beer, no wine. No beer, no wine. Now, and, and, and I'm not talking about getting loaded every weekend, but if I want a glass <laughs> of wine. And this is what I'm talking about, right? Yeah. So a little bit of enjoyment. You, you have to enjoy life to see, again, this is a lifestyle. It's got to be something you, you're willing to keep doing and live a life of enjoyment. I mean, yes. Here's the question: If I if I'm doing if I'm if I'm not doing the carnivore diet, what's going to happen to me? Well, nothing. I don't have the you know some of the things going on that specific people do that need to do that kind of diet. So, so you're looking that. at it from a metabolic health standpoint. Sure, and I'll yeah. say this now: you know, uh, going with the ketogenic diet, intermittent fasting. Well, you can intermittent fast and do any diet with that. But the fact is, is if you're doing uh, keto, uh, keto, and then you move on to uh, uh, paleo, I could see alternating the two. Mm-hmm. I mean, going from uh, keto to paleo or paleo what am i talking about carnivore yeah, yeah. when you were Going saying paleo keto. i was gonna throw i was gonna throw this in there folks we yeah. haven't brought we haven't up paleo, paleo yet we haven't yeah. talked about it yet but Go ahead. Nope. <laughs> you meant carnivore. Yeah, you meant carnivore. Carnivore. Right? Okay. So if you're going, you're probably going to, you know, you're not going to deal with as much as that keto flu that we talked about. Uh, it's certainly going to help in terms of metabolic flexibility that we always discussed uh, going from glucose to fat for your energy source. Um, you know, and, and it's not to say that there's not any glucose involved in the carnivore diet. Remember, and I know that a lot of folks aren't going to remember this. So I'm going to say the word again, yes. gluconeogenesis. Yeah. So when you're having all this protein, it's eventually going to turn into glucose. So it's not about getting away from glucose. Your body needs uh, glucose. Right. It's mm-hmm. it's about getting away from the bad carbs, just like the bad meat that we talked about with the fast food. Here's mm-hmm. the thing. Three things that I, I, I go and I look at a diet and I say, well, is this for me? Number one, can I have pizza? No, it's not for me. Can I have chocolate cake? No, well, then it's not for me. <laughs> can I have a glass of wine? Get out of here. I don't want, because again- Make sure what what I'm trying to say is, is you should be able to have a sliver of chocolate cake. That's what I want you to totally derail you. Right. Yeah. You should be able to have a five ounce glass of wine on Friday night. Okay. Who we can 10 ounces of wine Mm. on a Friday night. Okay. And it not, Oh my God, now you're completely out of whack. You're out of ketosis and, or, you know, you've totally broken the, I don't know if there's a blood oath involved in the carnivore diet. I don't know what goes Um, on there, but what happens when you, when you do break it, I'll bet, I'll bet your stomach doesn't like you for it. Yeah. So Um, here's, yeah. So here's the thing. I'm glad you had mentioned a sliver and, 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 yeah, moderation, moderation, moderation. Yeah. Because immediately when you said chocolate cake, I guarantee you the listeners all, they envision this huge round chocolate yeah. cake and Joe with a fork, no yeah, knife no, and nobody no. around. Right. And so, and so, yeah, he's talking about being able to have those cheat windows. And, and I, this is why the interview is going to be so fantastic because she's going to give us all that insight. Uh, sure. and, and, and she's going to change your mind. I think you're going to try it. I really do. I think, I, I think, um, again, you know, it, 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 this is a person who, that if she were to partake of in, in some of these, uh, uh, some of these, you know, foods, yeah. um, it, because it may have such an ill effect for her, it's a it's yeah. a great motivator to stay away from it. I'm not there, so I just, it, you know, if I if what I'm doing is keeping the weight off, keeping the blood work right, keeping the scale happy, keeping the measuring tape happy, whatever it is that I'm yeah. doing, I've got no problem with it. So yeah. you know, I just I do what I have to to you know 
stick around on this mortal coil as long as possible, right? Yeah. And that's right. all we're really doing here is pushing the pause button. Yeah, <laughs> for yeah. as long Just, as possible. For, for as long as possible. Well, one thing, one thing's for sure. Before before we move on uh, to do the carnivore diet, uh, mm-hmm. uh, if our listeners have been following our podcast from season one, which they should be. Um, and not because you don't, not because you have to in order to understand this show or previous shows, but it just, it just makes so much more sense. But talking about how to achieve ketosis, talking about intermittent fasting and how to mm-hmm. begin that process, you have to achieve fat adaptation there. And this eating lifestyle here is absolutely no different in my professional opinion. Your body's ability to burn, and you were just talking about this secondary fuel in mm-hmm. the shape of stored body fat is on high alert as this diet does not offer a ton of glucose intake through consuming, consuming, you know, usually high glycemic carbohydrates, but any carbohydrates at all. Sure. Therefore, being fat adapted eases your transition into this eating lifestyle and allows you to sustain this eating style longer with little to no side effects that may come about for those who try this cold turkey. After leading a lifestyle of high glycemic carb intake and sugary goodness, Every two to three hours per day, and I guess I'm being a little extreme here, but let's face it, that's the American diet. That's the Western civilization diet plan for too many of us these days. Yeah, and that's just like I was saying before, right? You know, the yeah. between uh, uh, fat adaptation, again, mm-hmm. it's the whole idea of your body is now using glucose for energy, uh, and then when you stop taking that in, in, in it's now using fat. Uh, we talk about the switch between the two and how everything works. There's all sorts of great imagery and everything. It's all in season one. Uh, heck, I'll throw a link, make it easier for you folks to find it in there. It's uh, intermittent fasting 101. Yes. Actually, I think is where it starts. Um, and that'll definitely help. But yeah, exactly. Like I said, doing the keto diet first and then going into, into the carnivore simply because you're going from very extreme low carb to no carb. And that's, that's actually a, a good idea. I mean, um, uh, so boy, I tell you that that's a heck of a journey. And the, and the, listen, all the other things, all the other benefits, if somebody's simply looking for weight loss, that's definitely going to happen. Uh, if you go that route, but again, again, we're going to talk about it at the end when it comes to what you should be doing when you are consulting a medical professional first before taking on any type of eating lifestyle or exercise program. So we ask, what, what does this food list look like? What is the menu a carnivore dieter may indeed follow? How wonderful in the description of the podcast, Joe, what have you done? I've gone ahead and put a link to a, a an example. Yes, an example yeah. menu for what the carnivore diet uh, looks like. Yeah. And, and, and folks, please, when you're listening to your podcast, look at the after the podcast, right. look at the descriptions uh, and look into the description of the podcast, look for those links and, and download, download all these things he's putting in there for you. So, I mean, that's awesome. So you will see after the show, like I said, uh, when you open the link, Joe speaks of all the great menu ideas, just as an example of how the carnivore diet works, it's located almost at the end of the Healthline article that we put in there, which is what that link is after you click on it. One thing for sure you will see is that Healthline is not a huge fan of the carnivore diet. So you can eat meat such as steak, hamburger, pork chops, pork, you know, pork loin, fish, turkey, lamb, and the list goes on. We're talking about fish, by the way. We're talking about mackerel, salmon, shrimp, 
sardines, crab, just to name a few. You can also eat, and when we talk about dairy, we talk about eggs. You can have lard. You cannot have milk. You cannot have yogurt. They really don't want you to have too many different types of cheeses either. But you can also have, and I love this, bone broths, chicken bone broth, beef bone broth. They are very good for you. I can tell you that personally. Uh, putting them together in your eating plan is, again, sampled at the end of this article with that link that Joe has in the description. But I could tell you just one example, and, and we're, we'll use breakfast here, okay? I'm just going to give you one example. You could see the entire menu on the, in that link. Uh, on one day, pick any day, the individual portions out this for breakfast, turkey sausage, eggs, and salmon. <laughs> that is their breakfast that day. <laughs> Again, mm. turkey sausage, eggs, I'm liking it, I'm li- and salmon. Whoa, I like salmon, but that would definitely take some time for me to get used to. And it's, again, this is just an example of how a carnivore dieter eats their breakfast. And there's one thing to add in there that uh, for one of the selections, heavy cream. Ah. Believe it or not, yeah, they allow heavy cream yeah. in, in it too. I just get, not even in the coffee, just heavy cream. Uh, okay. Anyways, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, no carbs allowed. Nope. Uh, meaning veggies like broccoli, cauliflower, and green beans. Uh, fruits like apples, oranges, and berries. Pick a berry, any berry. Milk and other high lactose dairy, which is, I think, a good thing. Beans are not allowed. Nuts and seeds like pumpkin seeds, which are actually really good for you. Um, sunflower seeds and almonds, rice, uh, wheat, pasta. Um, which we can find reasons that we shouldn't have those. And while we've given you guys different alternatives in other shows when it comes to those, beer and wine, we just talked about this, and that's that's a rough one for a lot of people and totally understandable uh, when you have people who like to relax for a couple hours on the weekend and have a couple of beers or a glass of wine. Um, soda, which that's a good thing that you can't have that. Mm-hmm. Nobody should drink pop. All right. I mean, there's no way. I'm sorry, Coca-Cola. Trust me, there's a show coming for you. Uh, There's just there's no way to prove to me and millions of others that your product does anything beneficially for anybody. Um, As you can see, folks, I I just get really irritated with the pop. But uh, the list goes on. A true carnivore diet follower restricts all of that to zero. I can never do that. Not all of it. And Joe, is there a dirty, dirty carnivore? Just like there's, just like there's dirty keto. I mean, I don't know. You know, I, I was giving this some thought. Originally, I thought that would be keto, dirty carnivore. But no, actually, I think it would fall along the lines of Atkins. Ah, because it's high protein, mm-hmm. uh, low carb. Well, no carb initially. Then it's very low carb. Yeah, that goes from no carb to low carb in the Atkins so, diet. Yeah, so, and if it's going to be dirty, you're obviously going to allow some carb. Basically, it would be Atkins. Yeah, uh, and again, folks, when we say dirty keto, or if there was dirty carnivore, everybody thinks, "Oh my God, I can, I can eat a ton of carbs yeah. on certain <laughs> days." No, that just means instead of, for example, ketogenically speaking, if you're eating between 15 and 25 grams of carbs a day, uh, there might be an opportunity to eat up to 50 grams of carbs. Whoa! <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it's not it's not what you think, and there are some other things, but we're not talking about keto today. There's a whole other show for that in season one We that you can click on. We are talking about carnivore. So, you know, well, I mean, we have to give we have to give the benefits we have found or at least they claim. And again, Amber, 
will be here on, on the show, as we said, and offer insight. And again, it's going to be fantastic insight, whether we agree with it or not. And that's going to be very, very soon. As a matter of fact, if I had to take a while, guess, and I'm putting a timeline on this because it's podcasting and it won't matter a year from now in a couple of weeks. So for those of you who are listening to this show 10 months from now, that would mean about you guys looking <laughs> two shows down and then there she is in an interview with us. Yeah. So that's, that's the difference there and why I try not to date everything as I'm talking. So here, here's an obvious benefit. All right, let me get to it. Carb elimination, which therefore takes away consuming things such as candy cake, potato chips, and foods that we often categorize as empty calories, which have no nutritional benefit to us whatsoever. Another benefit, if you are indeed a type 1 or type 2 diabetic, this would be a diet that can help control that due to the fact it eliminates sugary foods and refined carbohydrates, which are not good for you. But I can tell you most nutritionists, at least the ones I know, will not recommend a complete elimination of carbohydrates. So there's that. Um, just a, a better selection would be their answer. And of course, in smaller amounts, smaller portions. And, and finally, and I'm sure that, again, Mrs. Landsman Butcher will bring even more benefits to the table. But for the purposes of this show here, we could point out one other benefit. And it's a great one, clean protein. So we understand that this can be an entire show in itself. I will just point out that clean protein in the form of grass-fed, grass-finished meat, minus all the hormonal injections and everything else we do to our cows and chickens these days, is extremely beneficial for all the reasons our body needs protein, ladies and gentlemen. Now, when I say grass-fed, grass-finished, and you're looking for this particular type of meat product on the packages... Everybody understands what grass-fed is, but they're saying, what is grass-finished? Grass-finished is when the animal we speak of, be it chicken, be it uh, cow, it's how they finish their eating before they are, I'm sorry, taken away to then be uh, processed. Uh, and I'll make it nice and easy for, for you folks. Um, and then put in stores and given to us to eat. So... Did they finish their diets before their dying days still eating grass like they did when they were alive? And so uh, when they were actually growing, I should say, they were grass fed from beginning to end. A lot of times you will see where they will be grass fed and then months or maybe a year before they are going to be going to the chop house. Uh, they will then begin to feed or be fed grain for a lot of purposes that are not beneficial in any way, shape, or form to us. So that's a different show, but you're looking for grass-fed, grass-finished, if you can find it um, when it comes to quality and clean protein. Again, a whole show about that macro macronutrient and all that I just talked about in the near future. Cleaner protein will always trump protein-enriched foods such as pork and milk. And why? Because pork and milk bring a whole other... A slew of things with them that are not beneficial to us along with the protein. Uh, cleaner protein is better for our bodies. It's better for muscle tissue repair. It's better for, for muscle tissue growth and so on. Let us also keep in mind that clean protein also comes in the form of plant-based proteins, pea proteins, seeds, etc. And we aren't going 
going to go too deep into that for for this show. Uh, there's a lot about those type of clean proteins in future shows. And so my point is this. If you follow the diet the right way, quote-unquote, eating cleaner proteins, you do gain extreme benefits from that macronutrient. Now, do the pros outweigh the cons? And I got I to gotta add this in there real quick, Joe. When I say plant-based proteins, you really can't have those on the carnivore diet. Right, exactly. And so I have, I do, I have a, a, a slew of questions really uh, to ask when we do this interview. Uh, mm-hmm. Some of my my concerns really are, um, uh, for one, that amount of protein and the lack of fiber. Uh, aren't we ah. looking at some some real backed up issues, if you will? Right. Mm-hmm. To put it yeah. nicely. Also, uh, the lack of fiber is going to create a gut biome, that whole thing we talked about, uh, uh, well, a few times we've talked about uh, where your gut health is an importance. Uh, fibers is known to be a, a main um, ingredient in helping that along, right? Uh, mm-hmm. And then there's the idea of this amount of protein on your kidneys. Uh, you know, so I, I, I'm very curious as to what is the goal, like your daily goal, Mm-hmm. Is it is it that X amount of grams per pound of body weight, and then once you've eaten that, you're done? Or is it a caloric goal? Or is you know what I'm saying? What is yeah. your daily goal? I'm also curious to know what that is because again, I don't know that the kidney thing becomes an issue when you're eating the amount of of grams you're supposed to per pound of body fat every day, anyways, uh-huh. um, because it would be irrelevant at that <laughs> point. But Still, you have to really wonder, you know, what some of these things can be doing. Because, again, when we're eating well-balanced, the idea is, again, you'll have the fiber, um, you know, you'll have the uh, – well, to me, that's the greatest the greatest uh, uh, concern. Um, not only just for gut health, but it's yeah. also going to help with your cholesterol, right? And it's going to help uh, regulate your blood glucose and your, and your, and your cholesterol – well, I said your cholesterol, but your blood lipid levels. Right. So, I mean, yes. fiber is a pretty big deal. You're only getting that from one place. And so I just don't see how not having that. I did. I did look at some things uh, mm-hmm. and I'm talk about that in a little bit um, before we get to that. And it's kind of I don't know if it's going to answer your questions the way that I believe that she will be able to answer your questions. But uh, it's in some of the things you said about fiber and so on and so forth. I did see a few things. And we're going to talk about that in a little bit. Okay. Uh, but before we do that, um as we could see, you know, a lot of the concerns for Joe and myself, for that matter, uh, are what a lot of people have concerns about when they when they first start looking into this diet. So so let's let's look at what many are concerned about on top of what we've already heard from Joe when it comes to this particular eating lifestyle. And I have to tell you, there's a lot. Uh, now, again, this is not me saying this is a bad eating lifestyle. Right. This is me saying that this is what is being talked about at this point in time when it comes to concerns about this particular diet. And the first thing, or should I say trio of concerns, is I, and it's an ironic, it's ironic in nature, Joe, because I literally have had it in my notes as a show to do for, for months now. We just haven't gotten to it yet. Nutritionists and health fanatics alike are worried when it comes to this carnivore diet being high in fat cholesterol, and sodium. Take a guess what I have written down as a show to do. Quote, unquote, the myth and misunderstanding about fat, sodium, and cholesterol, end quote, right? Exact words I have written down in my notes. That's a sign right there, Joe, that we need to do that show. Yeah, and uh, you know what? Real quick, I wanted to say, too, I, I also 
do not want to put it out there as if though, listen, if you do this, you're, you know, you're ridiculous or the carnivore diet. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying that I'm saying why it doesn't work for me, but there are certain people that I'm, I I know one in particular who it works very well for. Right. And exactly. So, you know, again, I don't want to come off because listen, there's people who say the same thing about intermittent fasting Mm -hmm. and I would sit here and and tell you, you're out of your mind. Okay. Because it works for me. Right. Right. Uh, So much to a point where I've actually had to slow down on the amount of days that I fast. Right. So, you know, and, and we'll, we'll talk about that. That's, that's really something we we will have to do uh, uh, a, a future show on maintenance maintaining a healthy oh, weight a million. and how, that, and how yeah. that looks, you know. A million but, shows we need to do on that, and that's definitely one of them. Right. So, yeah. you know, but there's that. I'm just saying, like I said, I want to put a quick disclaimer out there. I'm not also, like, putting down the carnivore diet. I'm not in a place to do it. I've never done it. Um, I just know, and I said, I did say this, and I, I will stick to my guns. I don't want to. Yeah, and, <laughs> that, and okay that's okay with what fair. I have. Here's, here's what I do know. Here's what I do know. Sure. There are thousands and thousands and thousands that do not want to do this diet. And I also know there's a few hundred thousand that do it on a, you know, religiously, I mean, they love it. So, so it's in, and, and we're going to talk about that in a second, but people need to understand how these three other things that we just spoke about fat, sodium, and cholesterol, um, how they were used in the seventies to make folks actually believe that the best approach was to avoid them altogether and stick with grains and breads and many other carbohydrates, along with products, low in fat to stay healthy. How'd that work out for us? Pretty good. Uh, it didn't. It's not that you don't have to watch these particular items, but you have to understand the scare tactics and the reasons behind the scare tactics when it comes to the almighty dollar. Sorry, folks, it's true. Too much of anything is bad for you. But when done the right way, you already know that the right kind of fats can be extremely beneficial to the human body. Just looking at all the examples that we gave so many shows ago, uh, or should I say in so many shows just last season, it's not like we've been on air here for six years now. Uh, you know, when it, when it comes to things like intermittent fasting and the ketogenic diet and dieting 101, just eating in moderation, all shows, as we have been saying to you, this entire show, you can hear, you can listen to right after this one. It's the beauty of podcasting. They never go anywhere. Season one, you could see all of it. The second problem. Okay. I totally understand this. The second problem that they point out, besides the fats and the cholesterol and so on and so forth, is that the carnivore diet seems to be an elimination diet. Didn't I just say that? Yeah. Yeah. Meaning there are certain foods you can have absolutely none of. Again, maybe there is an avenue to dirty carnivore. I don't know. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I am very interested to hear what Amber will have to say about how she approaches the diet, as I believe she has been doing this consistently since 2019. And I have I just talked to her not that long ago, which brings up one more thing that I want to point out in, in today's show. Uh, and, and that's this, okay? And wrapping it up, and this is going to take a minute. I sometimes say finally or wrapping it up in – that can go for another 15 minutes, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, in today's show, you know, and again, for the purpose of this episode here, just minutes ago, not even minutes ago, seconds ago, I spoke about how Amber, who's going to be the guest on our show in the very, very near future, started the carnivore diet in 2019. 
But when did when did it start? When did the carnivore diet start? Meaning this particular eating lifestyle. Now some of you just jumped up yelling two plus million years ago. <laughs> and I can't even argue that. Joe can't argue that. None of us can argue that. Our early ancestors did indeed eat this way. But when did the research start? Yeah, which there's not much of. And the benefits along, which there are a lot of, along with the negatives, which there are a lot of, when did they start to get debated when it comes to the carnivore diet? If we track it back to the 1850s, that's where we can track this to, we find Dr. James Salisbury, who was a New York physician experimenting with only one type of food being consumed. He took people and he had them consume only one type of food to find out its nutritional benefits if they could sustain themselves on one type of food. It was a ground beef dish, most likely steak. Joe, do you have any idea what the name of that steak ended up being? Yeah, I'm going to go with James Salisbury for the win. Yeah, Salisbury steak, right? <laughs> uh, that, that, would, that would be it. So now, folks, not only are you learning about the beginnings, so to speak, of understanding and researching to a certain extent the carnivore diet, you now have a trivia question under your belt. Dr. James Salisbury in the 1850s is the person who invented Salisbury steak. Joe, I mean, now, I know this is a tough one, okay? I know it is uh, to understand, but he actually took that steak, okay? Uh, let me give you this, okay? He took that steak and that ground beef and turned it into ground beef. And from what I understand and what in the articles that I was reading, he was feeding it to sailors in the mid-1800s out at sea. Now, you have to understand, folks, when the sailors are out at sea and when you're out there for months on end, right, it's very hard to keep plant-based foods on that ship, without them spoiling or going bad quickly, okay? So because of that, he tried to see, was it possible for them to sustain health just eating this ground beef dish? The biggest concern was lack of vitamin C from all these plant-based items, okay, these foods. And with the lack of vitamin C, the biggest thing back then especially was the scare when it came to scurvy. And so because of that, he did all these experiments where he was feeding these sailors his ground beef dish, and he was getting a lot of positive results from it. Okay, and that's just that's just a brief understanding of who he was. That's where I'm going to leave that. All right, that's who he was, and that was the beginning of quote unquote a so-called research study. Now, uh, we can simply call him an early proponent of the carnivore diet but not the only one. There have been quite a few more over the past 170 years. He was simply the beginning of this eating lifestyle when it comes to actually looking into it, understanding it. I wish we could have him on the show, but um, yeah. Uh, Joe, I, I think the only way we're going to get a hold of him, we couldn't text him. Uh, we definitely couldn't even rotary phone call him. <laughs> he doesn't have, not even, and we would have to either send smoke signals or maybe a uh, Morse code but I don't think he's going to answer. So we can't have him on the show. Now, if we could, I'm, I, then yes, I would just, that would be enough right there. I'd be straight carnivore. Okay. I, I, straight carnivore. And I think <laughs> and this Salisbury, show. I would only eat Salisbury steak at that. And I think this show would blow up. I think yeah. the podcast would blow up through the roof. Move over Joe Rogan. Uh, probably one of the latest proponents and possibly the most paid attention to 
is former orthopedic doctor Sean Baker. Have you heard about this guy yet? Uh, I have, yes. Yeah. So now, interesting where I said former. Uh, now, if you ask, I'm going to call him doctor. If you ask Dr. Baker if there's a ton of research as a carnivore, he will tell you no. Uh, keep in mind, this was from my own research when I was just looking around and finding uh, things about him. And I looked at the article that I saw where he was interviewed, and it was dated 2019. I don't know how much research has gone into it since then. That's going to be a great question, I believe, to ask Amber Landsman Butcher. What he does allude to is that most facts, when looking at the benefits of the carnivore diet, come from thousands and thousands and thousands of carnivore followers who record all their benefits they have endured by not only telling you how they feel, which means feeling a lot better because of the decrease in inflammation, which, Joe, you kind of talked about earlier. What are the metabolic benefits of this? Is there something that people are doing it specifically because of? I can guarantee you that these people have a lot of inflammatory issues. Uh, Energy levels are decreasing. And so they saw that a lot of people in the hundreds of thousands were doing this diet, and it was causing a decrease in inflammation. It was causing an increase in energy levels and so on. And so they tried it. So And they do a lot of recording. So he goes based off of these recordings. But also, these people also release their blood work and lab results publicly. So when you're looking at such benefits as are they in ketosis? Uh, What kind of ketone levels do they have? Uh, How are their cholesterol levels? You spoke about that earlier. How are their A1C levels and so on? Uh, And all the positive results that came from them. That's basically what the research is for this right now from my understanding. There hasn't been a whole lot of scientific data out there. And so that is definitely where... We need that to start happening in order for this to be taken more seriously, I think, in my own personal opinion. These things and more will be where we take our interview with Mrs. Amber Landsman Butcher. And we've said her name so many times now. People are like, I could probably spell her name, and I feel like I know her personally. But um, in an, you know the episode that's going to be coming up here in the next two weeks or so on Two Brothers, One Mike. Yeah, it, you know, too, I, that's actually in the health line article, I believe, uh, that we're going to have a link to, uh, where they talk about this, Dr. Baker. And this is one of those things we talked about incidental emotions and yeah, what does that have to do with carnivore diet? But it's interesting. We talked about how, how certain things can be written in a way that evoke emotion that can get follower or that can get the reader to follow along with whatever, uh, sort of, uh, uh, I don't want to say propaganda, but whatever a, uh, um, What's Whatever. For? Yeah, yeah. What, what is the word that we're looking for there to get them to follow along with uh, their agenda? Their agenda. Yeah, what right? the agenda is, what the extensive benefits are for the particular, you know, whether right. it's a nutritional plan, whether it's an exercise routine. Right. Yeah. So they mentioned everything that you just said, but then they ended all with how he had his medical license suspended. They, yes. they never give a reason why. <laughs> they uh, just yeah. say that he had his medical uh, his medical license suspended. Actually, because it, they alluded to because these things were not substantiated. I mean, people may have done their things, but it wasn't like an official research that he had done. Or uh, I, I'm, I may be very wrong, but I'm pretty sure it has something to go along with along those lines. So well, it's not to I, discount yeah. what was being found, but they definitely, what's it like, well, the, what was any of that even worth 
here, his license got suspended because he was doing this. And it makes it just brings the, the propaganda, the controversy up all the more. Right. It makes it that much more of a controversy. Well, I could tell you this. It's also why a lot of times doctors and scientists do not want to be interviewed on our podcast or any other podcast or for any reason whatsoever sure. when it comes to do they believe in intermittent fasting or the ketogenic diet or paleo right. or because they put themselves in a situation like maybe Dr. Baker did, if indeed that is the case. But all avenues seem like they go and we, we hate to assume, right, for so sure. many different reasons. Sure. Sure. But it just seemed like from what I did see, without it saying it, his license was taken from him. He's the biggest proponent of this particular diet plan. A lot of people have a lot of issues with that. A lot of people in the AMA have issues with that. Tie sure. it together. You don't need sure. to be a detective. You know what I mean? Sure, sure. Yeah. And, and so, I mean, we don't even know if that's why it was suspended. We it, don't. May have, it may have been for dear. I mean, and I am not saying this is why, but, you know, he could have uh, uh, he could have gotten a DUI or an OVI, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, and they Nobody suspended knows. him for we have no idea what it was for. Well, somebody knows. But they we made don't it, know. Sure. Yeah. They made it seem like, though, it was because of that. And, mm -hmm. uh, you know, it was it was carnivore diet related. But anyways. Mm -hmm. OK, well, hey, let's talk about next week's show. Let's do it. Uh, we're going to start diving into whether or not TGIF is a helpful phrase for getting us into the weekend. The old, thank God it's Friday, or perhaps the wrong way to look at life. <laughs> Just wishing days away to get into this one day every single week, making it such an iconic event. I am so guilty of this. And then we end up forgetting about the other four days of the week and what you could accomplish there and how it would make your weekends even better, mm -hmm. right? And then there's Sunday when we spend the whole day dreading the next day. What are we doing to ourselves? We're talking about how important personal perspectives are and how they affect our daily lives. Because, listen, that's what it's, re what it's really all about. That's what we're talking yeah. about. Yeah, right? yeah. And, yeah. And, and without getting too far into it, because we're going to do a whole show about that one, you know, and it's going to be the very next show. Right. Uh, it, it, folks, it truly needs to stop. It's a huge problem. Thank God it's Friday. And oh, my God, I can't believe it's Sunday evening and we have to go back to work. And we forget about we forget about so much in between all that. And the next thing you know, you're 80 years old. Yeah, and, listen. Yeah, yeah. Well, we'll go. Ahead. I, I was going to say, you know, one of the in, it's a, it's not a mystery. Uh, I've put it out there a million times that I, I deal with the, with anxiety, and one of my biggest problems is the five million things I need to do. And then, you know, I get to that point where it's like, boy, I can't wait till Friday because I'm gonna I'm gonna you know just relax and do nothing, right, and, it, right. and it's all about. But then I've gone so crazy during the week. Because I'm trying, I got to get everything done. Yeah. What I've started recently, start I had to put back into um, into practice was this idea that it's one thing at a time. Yeah. Uh, you know, my, my, Cindy will ask me, "Is there anything I can help you with today?" I said, "Oh no, no right now I just need to get through this cup of coffee. Yeah. I'm not trying to think about anything else that needs done this day." Well. And you know, I have to. To there's certain things that you can't do that with, but I find that slowing down getting the most out of each day instead of just looking for that one day like we're talking about here has a definite impact. And that's something we'll talk about more next yeah, week. Yeah, let's not get let's not give it away. We're doing right. two shows here. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. yeah. So, all right, well listen, until then I want to remind all of you, be sure to give us a review on your favorite podcast service. Also, if you have any questions, comments, thoughts or opinions, you can leave us a voice message via the link in this episode's description. For our Spotify listeners, we now have a new way for you to interact with the show through polls and questions offered in each show's description. And finally, remember to join us each week as we release new episodes every Wednesday morning 
at 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Now, on behalf of Coach Tony and myself, thanks for listening. All right, Joe. Take care of yourself and everybody out there in T-Bomb land. Take care of yourself. And, hey, in, the, in honor of Clara, where's the beast? Dear God. I got I to gotta stop doing that. <laughs> uh,